Well, the Canterbury Magicians currently sit third on the women's Super Smash ladder, and someone who's been smashing it this season is Frankie Mackay. Frankie, welcome back to the program. Thank you for your time. Before we get into the cricket, tell us your Christmas and New Year's break. Did you get a break at all? Did you get to switch off and do something for you of enjoyment? Oh, thanks for having me back. But no, there wasn't too much of a Christmas break, if I'm really honest. Christmas Day was lovely, was spent at home. But uh, yeah, Christmas Eve was Christmas at the Basin. Unfortunately, watching the the rainfall for some Super Smash and then on the last flight home to make sure I was home back to Christchurch for Christmas. And then cricket started up again Boxing Day and then basically was on the road between the 27th and the 4th. And then we've had a game every second day between... uh, the third and what will be the eleventh when we finally finish up this little run at home. So it has been it's been full noise uh, and it's going to be full noise for the next little bit of the season as well. But heck, it's it's better than being bored. And what else would you rather be doing than spending your summer at cricket? I was going to say, I mean, it's tough when everyone else is at the beach and on a break, but you wouldn't be anywhere else, would you? Nah, exactly. I mean, it's also better than the day job, that's for sure. They'll be welcoming me back next week. So there's some perks to being out chasing weather around and enjoying some of the nice weather and, and some of the beautiful spots around the country as well. We're pretty lucky to, to get to do what we do. So, yeah, even when you have a couple of hard days along the way, you actually realise, yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good gig going. Now, is the library still the day job? It is still the day job, yeah. It's still helping out in the community, putting books on shelves and trying to get some reading done myself. Uh, in between cricket games but at the moment that hasn't started off too well this summer but there'll be plenty of time to catch that up later I'm sure. You might have suggestions for our team because Beaver and Jacob have just been talking about their favourite books. What was yours uh, Beef that you did uh, while you were at high school? I'm not saying a favourite but Mice and Men did ring a bell when it came up before. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's not a bad one. (laughs) Oh, you've heard of it, Frankie? And Jake, Jacob, what are you reading? Uh, another John Steinbeck. Um, I'm reading The Pearl at the moment, and I'm loving it. Oh, there you go. That's a couple of good recommendations. I'm a little bit concerned, Bees, that you've gone from a book from high school, but I mean, sure, if it stuck out and was that memorable, <laughs> then I love it. That was no, the look, last book he's probably read. It was bought Except up from his own. Of- <laughs> It was a fun fact of a day, Frankie, and all of a sudden I did remember that crossing my paths at high school. I think School C was the reason for that. Uh, now let's let's get serious. The uh, Super Smash. It's uh, I mean the the women's side of things is uh, it's not quite as topsy turvy as the men's, but uh, it's still been throwing up some results, hasn't it? Oh heck yeah, yeah, absolutely it has. It is the closest I think the competition has been. Probably in the last decade, if I'm being really honest. I mean, Central Districts are sitting happy and second at the moment, and and they struggled to get off the bottom of the table last year. You've got Northern Districts, who at the moment are bottom of the table, and and they've beaten Wellington, who are sitting on the top. They beat us, well, they tied with us the other day. So there's just, yeah, there's results everywhere, and it genuinely is that feeling of you turn up, and if you're not at your best on any given day, any team will tip you up, any team will make you look silly. So it's awesome for the competition, but it probably makes uh, a few more stressful days when you're playing in it. As a veteran uh, who obviously has her finger in a number of pies, obviously you keep a close eye on people in your team, people you're coming up against, and then who you're calling as well. What youngsters coming through have really caught your eye that we need to be aware of? 
I've been really impressed uh, from a Canterbury perspective with Izzy Sharp. I think she's one that's really stood out. She's played New Zealand under 19s, and she's still—I think she's still only 19—but she's uh, she's a superstar. She hits the ball a million miles. So anytime she's out in the middle, that's always exciting. Uh, another one who's really stood out is Bree Illing, left-arm seam bowler from the Auckland Hearts. She's seriously impressive. She missed most of last season, unfortunately, with a a stress fracture in the back, but she's come back and she is fit and firing, bowling rockets, swinging it round, and, and she's going to have a, a massively long career ahead of her. And I just think the cool thing is there's, there's actually someone in every team. You, you start looking at, you know, an Emma Black with the new ball for Otago has been brilliant. Eden Carson, she's she's one of your white ferns, but she's been great for that Otago side as well. Bella James was smashing it for them. And then Georgia Plimmer, I think she's only been displaced once in the competition so far, which is just unheard of. You know, you don't need to start mentioning the Cursus as uh, our superstars for Wellington as well. And and probably the team that's, that surprised people a little bit has been the central side, the way they've been able to to use people in different roles, the way they've been able to have some real contributions. She's a bit of a veteran herself, Michaela Gregg, but she's been someone who has just come into the season and, and scored runs for fun. And, you know, she, she puts it down to just being really clear on what she's doing this year, but she has been phenomenal for them in their middle order. And, and it just gives their players a little bit more space to, to go out and, and play with a bit more freedom when you know you've got someone like her coming in. So there's, there are so many young, talented players at the moment. It's actually like someone who's got a few more years on the clock. It's actually awful when you start being... Like, hey, how old are you now? And they go, oh, I'm 20. And it goes, gosh, you've played 40 <laughs> games. You're 20 years old, and you, you're this superstar. Like, it's a it's a pretty cool place for the competition to be in. And and obviously, Frank, you mentioned the, the superstars and the and the age of them that they're coming through. Do obviously in the last few years, there's been a massive development, and and I guess as far as the, the opportunities uh, for female cricketers with the the T20, like it had been for a few years prior with the the male game. The these girls that you, you've come cross paths of, that's certainly in their eyes and, and it's certainly goals of theirs? Oh, massively. I think there's always a, you're always going to have players who, who want to play domestic cricket and want to play international cricket because that's what you want to do. That's the big goal. But I think now the way that people can look at it as a, as a career, I think it just makes things so much easier. You're not having people having to say, do I want to pick between paying my mortgage or, or getting ahead in my career or playing cricket? It's actually the ability to say cricket is where you can put all your energy and, and put your soul focus. And, and we may not see that in the next year or so. Uh, we won't see that necessarily development. But in three, four years down the track, you're going to have had these kids who've come into domestic programs as 16, 17-year-olds. They're going to have three or four years of being you know, as close to professional athletes, semi-professional athletes as you can get. And, and the opportunities for these youngins is just, it's out of this world now. There's, there's franchise leagues popping up all around the place. We've just had first woman's IPL. There's going to be Pakistan. They're going to continue having a, a franchise competition. Dubai's looking at having one. Uh, the West Indies have got one. There's obviously the WBBL, which is probably the most popular and, and well-known competition for women. There's the 100 in England. Like, if you want to, you, you can play cricket year-round. And that comes with its own set of slight difficulties that we probably haven't had to encounter in the women's game in, in years gone by. But, you know, you're looking at some of these youngsters, and they've got all the shots already. I mean, it took me mm. until I was in my mid-late 20s to know how to reverse sweep and try and hit the ball for six. And you've got kids coming in who are 17, 18, who are fearless, who can hit the ball 360, who've got three different types of slower balls. And, and you just think, wow, the game has changed 
so much. And, and we're seeing that with the scores that are being made, with the just the, the style the game's being played. It's it's incredible to watch and, and it's just cool watching these kids and watching the confidence they've got to go out and play like that. I I wish maybe I'd had the chance to, to experience that when I was a bit younger, but to, to have had, a I guess, a hand in the way that the game has moved from completely amateur to very, very semi-professional to now at the domestic level being completely semi-professional and at the international level being fully professional. It's it's been a pretty It's been a pretty fun experience to be part of. Well, Frankie, you've got me very excited now because I don't. Originally, when I bought this present for my daughter Liv, I didn't realise it was for her. I thought it was for oh, me the BYC to start set. with. But I bought a kookaburra orange set of wickets and bat. And who would have thought that in the modern era they now actually grip those plastic bats that yeah. we used to all play with at school? Uh, anything in particular I should be teaching young Liv at four? Do I start <laughs> teaching the clearing the front hip and just hoiking to mid wicket, or should I teach her proper shots first, or? Where am I taking her when she's 17 and 18 so Dad can manage her career over to the IPL? I reckon you want to teach kids just to whack it when they're young. I mean, yep. that's, that's the fun of it. That's uh, You want people to... It's a little bit the same as bowling. You want to encourage people to run in and bowl fast. You want to encourage people to, you know, when you've got bat in hand, swing it hard. It's amazing as well, young kids in, in that, you know, four or five age range, how natural they actually make it look sometimes. And, and uh, I think sometimes we over-teach our young athletes, especially our, our female athletes, because we probably find confidence in making sure it's all perfect and that your technique is, is solid and dependable. But actually, that's it's something you teach a little bit later down the line. I think yeah, there's nothing that replaces a little bit of that natural hand-eye, that natural flair and and just kind of charisma that goes with it. So, yeah, if you're, if you're ever encouraging kids to pick up a bat and pick up a ball, you just get them to rip right into it and we'll fix up the technique later on. Well, I'm glad you said that, Frankie, because at the mo- moment her elbow is very showy, actor-like. Uh, so we're just <laughs> going to let that ride out for a few more years. Heck, yeah. Absolutely in the backyard. There's no rules about that in the backyard. <laughs> Oh, so brilliant. Frankie, a brilliant cricketer and a brilliant broadcaster. Pleasure having you back on the program. Thank you so much and all the best in the coming weeks with the magicians. Awesome. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good one.